finding the right time to do it. Yeah. But I guess with that said, welcome to Ohio WrestleCast number 27. Are you sure? I am. I am. <laughs> You're, down, you're making I, me doubt I myself I never look now. it up either, so that, we'll, we'll go with it. 27? But Hell yeah. Just just hopefully I don't have to do a little, uh, you know, post-recording. No, here. no, I think you're good, because I think we thought it was 25 last time, but we were wrong. We but, were. Yeah, so there you go. We were, and it, it was, in fact, 26. It was 26, but we did, it wasn't uh, Silver last time, but we did, uh, we had our most loaded episode last time, our longest episode by far last Definitely. Last time. Over, over two hours, and yeah. that's... That's with me putting like a little minute, some long thing at the beginning. Too, there you so. go. And uh, I don't know about you, but heard nothing but good feedback. Uh, I haven't heard of, any feedback. Honestly. Oh, I've gotten a lot of good feedback actually on yeah. that. Well, with the exception of uh, our buddy Justin, when uh, known as uh, Colin Crew, he uh, he actually liked the he liked the podcast just fine, but he thought maybe John Thomas shouldn't be on the video feeds. <laughs> uh, you know, not not a face for video. No, uh, <laughs> no, people actually enjoyed it. They enjoyed our takes. They um, they thought. Different perspective, the wrestle perspective. A lot of folks were surprised that I was so positive towards the show, but hey, I call it like I see it, man. It was a, it was a very good show, uh, a lot of fun, and it's, um, it's led to a couple of fun weeks of wrestling here going forward. And I, for one, am, I'm anticipating watching uh, AEW this week on Wednesday. And then if I don't catch Fridays, I'm going to be busy, obviously. I'll, I'll catch it later, but yeah. I think I'll definitely be catching on Wednesday. Um. Yeah, I I I've been watching AEW pretty regularly ever since. So I'm, they got me a little hooked. There little you hooked. go. Cody Rhodes came back, so that means I will turn off the TV at that point in time. Yeah. But I heard a rumor he's gonna retire. He he retired, but I don't know how true that is. I just, when be, I saw that, I was like, oh, Jared, that's that will be, warm my heart. Yeah, it would absolutely warm my heart. I believe it. Freaking Cody's the worst. Cody's still the worst, but AEW has turned their product around. And it's been uh, been a pretty good official, you know, efficiently. Looks like a professional show right now. Big time stars. Still not perfect through and through, but nothing is. And even on the WWE side, yeah, Big E winning the WWE title, I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, oh, I was very happy. I saw that. somebody on Facebook said like, "Oh, they'll give anybody the title as long as they put in enough years." And I, I got pissed off. I said, "Why is that a bad thing?" Yeah. I said, "You know when." Any of any of us at any of our jobs have probably seen somebody new come in, you know, maybe higher on the totem pole or maybe making more money or whatever it is, and and you go, well, wait a minute, like what? Why not me? Like I've I've been here, I've been putting in the work, and uh, everybody, you know. I mean, I I I, I don't think that should be the only deciding factor for no, you. No, not the, the title, only deciding factor. But I think factor. it's it's part of the criteria of becoming so. a champion. Putting in your time. I mean, it does, that's not the case for everybody that's been a champion. Well, and when, when Kofi won, you know, that was a big-time moment. But I would think anybody just, you know, if you're watching for the first time, you would see Big E as a bigger star, superstar potential than Kofi was. But, but Kofi's run was, you know, leading up to the title was amazing as well. Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, maybe that maybe it'll work and maybe it won't, but to not try for a guy like Big E who's been over with the live crowd for quite some time, uh, yeah, I don't I don't think you should be knocked for putting in the miles and putting in the work and no, and earning your opportunity. There's people that I can definitely at least somewhat agree with that I, knocking them if yeah. they got if they got the title, but Big E is not one of them. Not one of them at all. He has a real life likability about him, which I, which not a lot of guys have. Even you know your Drew McIntyre's, where he looks like a superstar. Yeah. And you know he tries to kind of turn on the charm a little bit, but even then it's kind of like, 
eh, it's his character. Biggie has a real life likability about him. Like you really think he'd, that'd be a guy that you know you want to fire up a barbecue with and uh, and maybe yeah. drink a cold one and, and, or, or and, just, and be as entertaining as all hell. So or play video games or something. Some, Even yeah. something nerdy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he seems like he could get along with anyone. He would. He would get along. You could put him in a room with twenty different people, twenty different personalities, and he get along with everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think so. Now all the different personalities watching wrestling. They need to be captivated for a babyface leader. Well, that's kind of what you're looking for, right? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. So, a lot of exciting things going on in modern wrestling, but that's not what we're here to talk about. No. Uh, oh, I did want to mention before we get started, because we um, we decided we're going to go retro, and we're going to cover a classic pay-per-view. Uh, we do want to do one last final push for Stranglehold. When this drops, it'll probably be probably Wednesday or so, so there's still a couple days left to get tickets in advance. They... I say this in all earnesty, they're filling up. We're going to be running out of spots available just for capacity of the building. Like it's it's filling up and it's filling up fast. The the buzz and the support has been absolutely amazing. So uh, this is going to be a show for the ages, though. There's no doubt about it. We got all of our ducks in a row as far as uh, you know the talent, the matches, the layout, the production. Everything's ready to go. After party at Buzz Bin. Yeah. I'm gonna have some empanadas and some craft beers and awesome bartenders. I, dude, I'm pumped. I'm giddy. I'm having trouble sleeping this week. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. No, I believe it. I got me and two buddies going. I'm excited as well. Appreciate I'm, that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm psyched. So I wanted to put that, that give that last push for Stranglehold because uh, then in a couple weeks, so that's what we'll do. We'll, re, uh, we'll review not only the actual show itself, the wrestling action, where you could probably give me a better perspective because I'm gonna be busy. Um, yeah. But you know, just what it is to. Get together a wrestling show. It's a lot of work. I have a lot to talk about. Oh, I have no. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll talk about it. But for uh, this week, we wanted. We talked about you know again what's going on with the modern wrestling. There is plenty to talk about. But I said, man, we've been talking so much modern. I kind of want to go back and do a retro review. Pick out a classic show, and we 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 actually picked a couple shows about the exact same time as we were texting each other. Um, and I do want to go back and visit. Spring Stampede 94, which was a, as you read a lot of really good reviews on it from the WCW side in an era where they didn't have a lot of great shows. But uh, I suggested an ECW show because back in our earlier episodes, we talked about how you you were just kind of on the fringe of ECW. Like you knew about some of the bigger stars, but you never really caught the pay-per-views and stuff growing up as a kid or anything like that. In uh, ECW Heat Wave 98, and I'll pause real quick and say, folks, that we're going to be reviewing this show. So if you want to put us on pause now, go check out Peacock. Go to the ECW pay-per-views and pull up Heat Wave 98. Um, spoiler alert, it will be worth your time. Actually, uh, <laughs> I did I did notice, too, later after I watched it. Um, I think there's a full video of it on YouTube, too. So if you don't have Peacock, you, I think you could check it out on there. Which would probably be cool to get the actual entrances and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think it's about that at all. A little more authentic of a feel. Maybe not as good of a quality, but... Well, yeah, no, I didn't think about that at all, because uh, I did write down a couple things about, like, entrance music and stuff. I did, too. I, or I was not a fan, so you could... It might be a little more of an authentic feel. There, to it there's again. probably things you noticed that I didn't, but I, there okay. was a few things I noticed. But the was, video quality might not be there, but to have the actual entrances, you know, Sandman with Inner Sandman, it's a whole different ballgame. That's, that's another thing, too. Watching old pay-per-views on Peacock in, like, as much HD as they could be yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah, it is. They, they do the best they can with it. But, yeah, that being said, check out Heat Wave 98 and then come back to us as, as we as we review. Yeah. Um, and I was excited for you to check the show out because, again, you didn't get to see a ton of ECW 
and this was probably them at their peak 98 summer of 98 wrestling as a whole was huge you know wwf is running full steam ahead in the austin era wcw just uh put the belt on goldberg so i mean it's wrestling is as hot as hot can be and as you'll see on this show Tons of stars. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Tons and tons of stars that, that you'll definitely recognize. There, there's a few I didn't know, but there's most of the names I've heard before. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I didn't know a lot of them. Knew most of them, but I've heard pretty much all the names. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of stars that were on their way up at this point, and some that had already been established in you know, WWF or WCW. So, uh, then start it off, man. I'm just excited to see where your mindset is we'll start with the opening which was different than you know wf or wcw would normally do we only get like a big video package and then maybe the announcers being at the desk going you know welcome everyone and you go right in your first match but uh man you got it wrote down so go ahead and talk about what you thought about this how they opened the show yeah well uh, just to preface my my notes are always so amateur and i always have such a weird <laughs> angle on things which is probably helpful for for a wrestling podcast, considering you're such a rush wrestling aficionado, I guess. Aficionado. But uh, I thought it was a hell of an opener. Uh, Shane Douglas and Francine came out and talked a bunch of shit. Francine looking as good as looking she's fantastic. ever did. fantastic, yeah. Uh, and who doesn't want to be fucking Joey in this situation? Uh, Joey Styles in his double-breasted suit, but uh, Francine <laughs> mentioned that it didn't cost as much as hers. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Shane Douglas the, is the heavyweight champion at this time as well. So the heavyweight champion's yeah. not going to be on the card. You know that already. Douglas is going to go to uh, do commentary, which I thought he was awesome, to be honest. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really good. They kept good going back to him. Color commentator. He'd add just enough heel-isms, but would call the action, you know, as a, as a good wrestler would. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought he was really good on commentary. But yeah, they, they would always open the show like that. Joey would usually open it in the ring, but then also be the commentator for the show. And yeah. for a while, he would actually do them by himself, which is kind of wild. Yeah, that's they a... brought in uh, Joel Gertner or Cyrus, who's known as Don Callis, um, and uh, in this case, they had Shane Douglas. So he eventually had partners, but for a while, he actually did them by himself, which is pretty wild. That, yeah, that's that's a lot to take on. That's yeah. a lot of responsibility there. So we have the classic opening video with the classic ECW theme. We get to the ring yeah. with uh, with Just Incredible coming out with his whole entourage, which was <laughs> was just a <coughs> yeah, which is a motley looking fucking crew if I've ever seen one. <laughs> The world's sexiest man, Jason, who, I mean, got what a tool. Never. Just, <laughs> I couldn't, like, if you would have shown me a picture of this guy, I would have no. never known who he no, was. No, but you wanted him to get beat up. I'll tell you that much. Chastity as well, but I knew Nicole Bass. She was, Nicole, everybody knows Nicole, Nicole Bass. Nicole Bass was, was on, well, Howard Stern, and then also in the WF pair with Alvinas for a while. Wow, Howard Stern, I didn't realize That's, that. That's, I think, where they found her. Yeah, but Nicole Bass wow. was a female bodybuilder um, and, you know, certainly had a unique look for, yeah, yeah, I mean, she for was, any era. She, she was like an alternate China kind of. Yeah, a little bit, especially like, at that time. Um, but Just Incredible versus Jerry Lynn, and which, man, oh man, what an opener. It, like, it was good. I, I, I started, I didn't rate the, the opener. I did rate the opener, but I didn't say it. I've been doing an A plus through F minus rating system, and this was so good. They didn't they didn't really leave C. They didn't go below C, but yeah. I gave the opener an A plus plus for Francine alone. Well, there you go, yeah. And the uh, plus plus is left and the right on Francine there, I get you. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, you gotta add two. Can't leave one out. But uh watching this, I knowing it was the first match, wasn't expecting much. Knowing it was just incredible, 
I mean, he was never really bad, but he he wasn't a standout. No, guy. he didn't do the high spots like an RVD, and he didn't. Yeah. And I I I knew Jerry Lynn, but I didn't know much of him. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it was you or somebody in our crew growing up hated Josh, Jerry Lynn. Josh, yes. Josh hates Jerry Lynn. And uh, so I had I had that in the back of my head too. But this match was really good. They have really really good. Always had very good chemistry with one another. Um, Lynn looked sharp like he always does. Just incredible. Just look, he was in very good shape, man. Just look, you know. We can oh, look yeah. back now and make fun of the jorts and everything like that, but for 1998, like, you know, he kind of had the presence of a star. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really did. Oh, I knew who he was back then. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was somebody who didn't watch it, so. I thought, and now, the, you know, I, I can nitpick, but it's not nitpicking. This is just true. Like, the, the flow of the match is always strange. They brought in a chair, like, really early, hit a powerbomb on a chair. Yeah. Then the chair was gone for a while until they got to the finish. And I said, you know, I think it had a lot of influence. You know, when we were kids – and you guys did AHW, and we had the XWO. <laughs> yeah. I I think matches like this made us think, like, what we were doing was okay, where it was... Because here's what this match was. It was a bunch of guys just hitting some moves. Like, a cool move and a cool transition, and then, yeah, somebody take the bump, and then you'd go into another cool transit, you know, yeah, sequence, it was, and it somebody was good hit a big both. bump. And it flowed, and they worked hard, and it was fast-paced. Did it make a lot of sense as a wrestling match as a whole? Not exactly. I mean, again, you usually would build to the chair, you know. Yeah. Man, maybe try to put the guy away. You can't do it. So now we're bringing the chair into play. The rules are always lax in ECW. Like, it's like nobody ever really got DQ'd, you no, know. No. Um, but that being said, every match on the show had a strong finish. There was never any a real bullshit finish on the show. Um, <sighs> yeah, I got a couple things wrote down. Um, yeah, you know, we talk about us you know as backyard as kids like this was the stuff that was easier to emulate because you didn't need match psychology yeah you just needed cool moves and then you did want to build to a good finish which i thought was an amazing finish to oh the i match. got i got a lot written down for the finish yeah go ahead but uh just some things i noticed you you already said it both dudes were in great shape like mm-hmm. like you said it's probably the best shape of just incredibles just just incredibles just incredibles jesus <laughs> it's hard to say uh life and uh, especially seeing him lately on Dark Side of the Ring, sure. he's not in the best shape no, he's ever been no, in. No, he's had a lot of issues on it, you know. But, uh, but yeah, there was a gnarly chair spot in the corner, I think. Yeah. That looked really bad. Yeah. Uh, first appearance of an RVD 420 sign of the pay-per-view. <laughs> uh, uh, the, there was a gnarly top rope tombstone. That was the actual finish finish. That Jerry Lean either sold it really well or he oh, got I, legitimately I hurt. down here looked sick um, yeah but i mean even getting everybody involved like it was a it was a little contrived you could feel it all coming but i think it was jason got in first then chastity and then he hit nicole bass with a low blow which she yeah. sold like crazy and, and i wrote down like uh where is it i put dumb ref hurt score hurt my yeah. score because the ref was dumb yeah the, and again he was really lax on the rules you know yeah. so it, it's it's interesting like they you have to and nowadays you can watch AEW and make that complaint a lot yeah but you know they kind of just let whatever slide whenever they want to have slide which yeah I guess you know, if you're going to have three people at ringside why would you not just have them jump in at any time because they're not going to get DQ'd yeah but, that that well I noticed too like just so much happened while he was distracted that he definitely should have noticed you know yeah. what I mean like slamming yelling like a lot chair shot like he should have heard that like it really helps for a match if I can buy it. Yeah. And I just didn't buy that. 
No, the the it was nonstop car crash. And oh, how about that table spot? It hit a hurricane rana off the top rope, threw a table on the floor. Yeah, I mean, I, just can't believe I didn't write anything down about that. But yeah, just awesome, awesome stuff. The spots were, you know, always on point. Again, was it a spotty match? Sure, but they were always on point. That tombstone off of the middle rope though was I insane. Mean, tight. It, it was. It looked. It looked looks, bad. Looked sick. In a good sold way. it well. Um, that was the opener. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, that, that's I, I gave it a B plus because yeah. Jerry Lynn impressed me and Justin Credible was way better than I remembered. I um yeah I didn't give I didn't do grades or of any sort, but I know I texted you after watching it because I started. I'm like, buddy, get ready. Like yeah. this is the opening now. You're gonna like this one. No, this you're is... you're gonna slowly see that my rating system really, after a while, was pointless because they were just all so good. <laughs> so I this is just me trying to be you know objective about it, and it I really couldn't. So you you do you get the you get the frantic feel of ECW. We go into the next match. You got again two guys that both looked awesome, looked in great shape. Yeah, Lance Storm and Chris Candido. I will point out too. I think it was a good thing that Joey Styles has always did a good job of. You can almost feel like Paul Heyman filtering through him. Where ECW TV wasn't available on USA or TNT and didn't get watched every week. So. To recap a storyline, he would do his best to say, like, uh, Lance Storm was the tag team partner. He got kicked out. Like, he would try yeah. to catch you up as best as he could. And he did a pretty decent job. For somebody who really had no idea what was going yeah. on in this or the storylines leading up to it, watching this, they did a good job of giving you as much as they could. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. so. Well, that I helped think, me a lot. Enjoyed. I think for this match, I think it starts at an A++++ just for the just for Sonny. See, Ooh. I see. I was gonna see if you know t- with Tammy Lynn since for Chris yeah. Candido and Tammy looking great. She's in her prime. Yeah, this is her prime. Ninety-eight, Sunny Tammy Sitch, my Lanta man. How good did she look? I mean, and she, uh, she looked fantastic. Not only that, but she added so much to the match. That's the thing. Sable, she made the Sable match. Sable was just straight eye candy, but Sunny as a, and Tammy as a as a whole, she knows the business. She's just a fantastic manager, fantastic heel. This this match wouldn't have been as good as it was if she wasn't involved. No, it would have been a solid wrestling match because that's what yeah, it was. But but it it would have went from a B, from an A to a B for me. Yeah. If she if she, all the things she did in there wasn't in there. Yeah, because yeah, as a match as a whole, I, I did write down. Yeah, the, the the match was very good. It was a very good pace. I don't think Lance Storm is a great babyface. Again, when we talked just earlier about Big E, where you need genuine likability, yeah. I don't know that Storm had it. Plus, the crowd was just so damn happy to see Tammy. Yeah, like where they were the, obviously I the was. heels, but you know they were cheering for anything involving Tammy more so than than Lance. Um, yeah, I was you know so I put it wasn't the best babyface. They did the suplex to the floor over over the top. Don Candido was a sick bump yeah storm hits a big plancha off the top to the over the over the rails into the crowd um thought the finish was a lot of fun <laughs> candido gets hit with oh, the baby yeah. powder uh yeah uh, yeah powder spot with the, the powder ref knockout. The, with, and he schoolboys the ref as he's holding on to tammy's dress yeah the, tammy's I, top I gets busted <laughs> sexy tammy interference i mean my, my god did she look good though they can't can't emphasize that enough yeah. Uh, leading to their finish, which, man, that top rope powerbomb. Yeah, I wrote that down too. Sick as sick can be too. With a huge top rope powerbomb is what I wrote down, which before we get past it, at the beginning they, they mentioned Candido's ear being reattached. Yeah, now that I don't know, I don't know what happened if that was an angle. Because he was wearing, is wearing that why, that's why he's wearing the, the headgear. The and then he had Storm rip it off immediately and say, well, he had plastic surgery to get it fixed, but 
I don't know if that was an angle or if that was yeah, legitimate. That, I, I don't recall. That was going to so. be my question. How how true was that? But sorry. Yeah. No, go. go that's all you now, man. What, what did you think? It's, I mean, I I loved it. I like I said this. If it wasn't for a later match, I might have said this might have been match of the night. Oh yeah. But uh, or up there, it's it's the in, in the ring, top match. The in ring night. work was fantastic through and through. Just. Yeah. Everybody's solid. Well, well paced match made it very believable. Yeah. Like there's some, that's what I noticed about this whole pay-per-view, but this match is basically put on a clinic for how to sell. Mm -hmm. Like when, when they're striking you, they're doing it quick. They're making it believable. They're making it seem painful. Yeah. Like there's, there's no downtime. Like it, it seemed very legit. I'm not as big of a Lance Storm fan as a lot of folks are, but I'll never, ever, ever say that he wasn't a fluid, just almost seamless professional wrestler. Cause it unfolded just like a fight would. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was, there was no like slow pacing really. No, there there really wasn't. They were going at a great pace. Uh, you know, again, with your baby face, you'd really want to try to pull form. I thought that was the only thing that was missing because Candido was awesome. And I just, you know, I per, I'm a personal fan of Candido. I think his in-ring work was great. I like that he adds just a hair of goofiness. Like, yeah. it's not over the top. It's not silly. Just enough. Just enough to hit men chuckle a little bit at him while he's working and selling and everything. I mean, by the time he took that powder, I mean, he was just, just terribly entertaining. And hitting the, hitting the ref. Yeah, with the with the yeah. swing, like all yeah. of the, like I bought I bought every second of it. Yeah, I I did I again second match on the card with two. You had four guys straight now that looked like pro wrestlers that you know wrestled the just great professional wrestling where ECW gets known for blood and guts and everything like that. And there was a little bit of that in this show. Yeah, but really you had two consecutive solid wrestling matches, and and I don't think I still to this day don't think they get enough credit for that. No. When you talk about your AEWs and things like that now, or even WWE, because I mean, so, so many wrestlers are so good in the ring. It wasn't always like that. Yeah. You go over on the WCW side, like, your top stars, like, you know, they, yes, they had great cruiserweights, but the top stars weren't great wrestlers. And the WWF, your top stars, you know, with your Austins and everything like that were good, but, you know, you were opening up shows with no disrespect to, like, Val Venus and Mark Marrow. Well, Val Venus is actually hell. Yeah, I would, I would say, say Steve. I would say good. Steve Blackman, maybe Steve Blackman, Mark Marrow, The Godfather. Yeah, you had cool characters and things like that, but you weren't getting action like this no. in the undercards on those pay per views. Definitely not. Not even close. No. The yeah. The actually just all around. This is not this pay per view is not how I remembered ECW. No, and, I didn't remember it being this you, good. You say that in a good way. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't think ECW was bad or anything, but like, it. Did feel more like AHW to me before this pay per view. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. That's really bad because AHW was a backyard wrestling <laughs> thing on a trampoline that was terrible. But I'm saying like, says you. It it was more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was great to us, but um. It, this seemed more legitimate than what I remember. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It just made it made ECW that much more it, legitimate. It's to me. great pro wrestling. Yeah. I mean, it really was. Um. Then you man, we got to a outside, <laughs> New outside, Jack. Pro, yeah, with New Jack cutting a promo. Now, yeah. you know it's not uncommon to see hey a wrestler getting jumped, you know, on the way into the building. I don't know if I've ever seen before or since in front of the live fans. Yeah, live fans outside waiting to get in the building. New Jack's out cutting a promo, just in, hyping in Dayton, it up. Ohio, by the way, Dayton, we didn't mention Ohio. that at all. That this whole thing takes place Dayton, in Dayton, Ohio. Ohio. 
and Jack Victory gets out of the car. They get into a brawl. Which I didn't know who he was. No. When I saw him, I thought he was Crush. I was like, what's Crush doing <laughs> in ECW? But I found it, later on, well, they name him. Later so. on, in, uh, Jack Victory would always be with Steve Carino. And Jack Victory was a he was a territory guy. He was never a big, big star, but he was always around in the mid to late 80s and hit all those territories. But, okay. Um, but yeah, so Jack Victory confronts New Jack. They brawl. The Dudleys pull up in a car. They run you know, an injury angle on New Jack outside. Yeah. Which... Again, if you're just a live fan, like you're just a fan man waiting in line, to, you know, with your ticket, like you're you're Jack, you're pumped up for sure. Here's New, New Jack's Jack. here, and then Hell all of a yeah. sudden, this and you see it inf- unfold right in front of you. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, how awesome would that be if you were there? You know? No, I can only imagine how awesome it was to be there, dude. Yeah. Like that's watching this, I was just like, holy shit! Like this brought me back to my child. This was this was Stone Cold going. Was at Brian Pillman's house and just beating the shit out of him. Yeah, go trying to. Yeah, this was buddies, that, yeah. but like turned up to eleven. Yeah, because the real fans are are there to watch it. Uh, don't be surprised if I put that idea in my back pocket at some point in time. Like that's such a yeah. cool idea. The spontaneity is sure. you, you can't deny it. It was it was real. It looked like cops or something. A you little bit. I mean? Yeah, it was wild. It was frantic. Well, they used it as an injury angle to write New Jack off of the show. Um, man. I don't know. Again, I just I just picture myself being there and thinking, boy, that would be cool as shit. No, I gave I gave this. I'm gonna keep going with my rating system, even though it's basically pointless. I gave this an A plus. Yeah. This is this is a about as classic wrestling backstage <laughs> thing as it can get, really. With the ECW spin on it. Yeah. Which, you know, you think '98 too. We're crazy still realistic. we're still in the era of like alternative, and I think you know, like what like corn and Limp Biscuit are right around the corner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. kind of that anger that anger that aggression of you know yeah they're kind of like right like, there yeah so it's so this this is wrestling for that crowd it really is mm. but you don't have such a good uh good rating for the next promo you got RBD with Sabu <laughs> and Bill Afonso to me, the hype of their match seemed thrown together where, last minute where they were sneezing Hakushi uh, because uh, yeah. Jinsei Shisaki would be wrestling he wrestled as Hakushi before in the WWF so uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I gave this a C plus because I, I felt like RBD was just high as hell well I'm so sure he was and he looked it yeah and then like I don't it might, might have been the fact that I, I wasn't there for the build up I don't know all this. This is all good, but to me, this promo just felt thrown together. And then I'll, I'll, Bill Alfonso is just—I wrote Bill Alfonso was something else. Oh, that whistle, boy, oh boy, oh boy! You're gonna hear enough of that whistle later on. Oh, I, I yeah. like the promo. I thought, I thought Van Dam felt more comfortable here doing promos than he ever did later in his career. Yeah, you know, like probably. he seemed smug. He was just fucking with Sabu the entire time. Well, he like, was high. <laughs> I, I told you, man, Sabu getting Sabu probably high too. Yeah, you know, getting yeah. pissed off that he's fucking with him. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I thought. I, I thought it was enjoyable. I was just like, when it comes down to everything else, this just didn't. And, you know, landing on Rob Van Dam the whole fucking show. I mean, I, I liked Van Van Dam was absolutely, like, my favorite in this era. No, I loved Van Dam. I, I thought he was Dude, as cool as cool could be. To this day, I walk down the ramp from the loading dock at work and go, Yeah. This is, I do it every single day. Yeah. I'll do I'll do the billy walk. Well, no, that's just fun to do anyway. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, no, the, the thumbs is... It's classic, man. Yeah. Like uh, everybody will always associate that with RBD. No, I've always loved RBD. Uh, buddy, go ahead and start the next match. Talk about it. now. Have you seen Awesome and Tanaka and other matches before? I know they they wrestled uh, a one night stand. I had never seen Masato Tanaka ever. Okay. The name sounded familiar, but so I, I didn't know much about it. Mike Awesome, I knew the name, saw him once or twice. Yeah. Didn't really know shit about him. This match 
was fantastic. Gave it an A. Ooh, oh my gosh! Fantastic. This... Big spots from a big man. Yeah, yeah. Mike Awesome. <laughs> I wrote down, man. I feel like he was maybe six, seven years too late. Because could you imagine Mike Awesome in like eighty nine, ninety WWF even? Well, where... how, how old was he right then? Oh, was that, he looked like mid to late thirties. Yeah, he had spent some time in Japan. I just feel like imagine like say nineteen ninety, which is not saying like Hulk would probably want to. Hulk wouldn't be taking the stuff like they did in this match at all. But even just that being said, that awesome about Hulk's height, probably about six five, yeah, three hundred pounds. And you know, you imagine like he lays out Hulk and does that big splash off of the top, like he like, or heaven forbid, do the springboard, like a guy that size, where it would be like an oh my, yeah. this is a guy that could no, he, really do some damage. Ten I, years prior, he would have been huge. I think he would have. No I pun think intended. Because he, he looked, he looked the part too, with the big mullet and everything like that. Yeah, he just. He looked that part, um, man. You, you know, you ever you, you hear the expression? It's like a car crash. You, you can't turn away. Yeah. This was a, a car crash after a car crash after a car crash. Yeah, dude, it, it absolutely was. This is I did. This kept my attention. This is the because I watched this in two parts, and after this, I was like, this is a great stopping point. This is, this is like <laughs> you got to exhale. The main event of part. You got to exhale a little yeah. bit, which because yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you had two great wrestling matches in a row. <laughs> And then you get to these guys. Um, I did write at this point, too, that the WD music dubs are awful. So, you know, like, yeah. Mike Awesome used The Zoo by the Scorpions. If okay. I didn't pick up on that. No, not at all. That's the thing. The WWE dubs are terrible. So his music in real life was like, okay, cool. Like, it feels like a big, bad motherfucker coming to kill you. Yeah. But in um, that's not so much. Somehow Masato Tanaka is alive and I believe healthy, which is crazy after... Because these guys had these matches. This was the first one on pay-per-view for ECW. I know they, they mentioned during commentary, I think they had another match in, like, Queens for them. They would have many more. And it was basically the same thing. Including oh, really? one on One Night Stand 05, if you haven't seen that so one. So, basically the same thing in a good way or basically the same thing in a bad same way? Same thing in a good way in the sense that it's just an incredible car crash every time they wrestled. In the bad way is that just, man, they had to take... Of course, Mike Awesome's no longer with us, so I mean, it yeah. had to take years off of your life. Um, the the chair shots. The, okay, yeah, there was a lot of gnarly chair shots. Yeah, but it started with a chair sword fight won by Tanaka, <laughs> yes, followed by him taking a backdrop into the crowd. Yeah, which you don't, and then I wrote in parentheses don't see much anymore no it's a lawsuit waiting to happen like but directly was, into the people there was a lot of stuff going on in the people in this yeah. show like you had they were destroying entire sections of seats people were up out of their seats following them around you know what i mean it felt like a punk rock metal show like just environment like the entire time like bringing the action right smack dab into their laps yeah i wrote down the chair shots man and i think not to get all you know public service announcement or anything like that but i honestly think a match like this made us, you know, as kids watching at home think, well, the chair shots just can't hurt that bad. Because, I mean, you you know, they're, they are killing each other with those these chairs. Are, those are real chairs. And I've, I've encountered some that are, you know, a th real thinner metal that make a loud crack and they hurt less. But, no, this is incorrect. Steel chairs hurt really bad when you're getting smashed over the head with them. I mean, you can hear how loud they are. You hear how loud... Well, now, like, a cookie sheet is loud, but it's, but yeah. it's really fine. But you can't sit on a cookie sheet. No, and that's and that's the thing. I I really do. I think all of us, me watching at home, not only on ECW, but even as the Attitude Era is starting, the, the level of violence and the level of, like, you know, 
just everything kept one up in itself to the point where you just get hit with, you know, a chair shot would put the Hulkster away back in 1990. Yeah. But chair shots just the beginning. You can't just do one chair shot. It's going to no. be multiple, multiple, multiple. Tanaka took two gnarly ones to the head right off, right off the rip. Yeah. Right off. I mean, two, two, the two first chair shots of the, of the match, I think might've been the second or second and third straight gnarly headshots to his head. Yeah. Oh, headshots to his head. Shots to his head. Well, just, I mean, and then off the top rope later in the match. Yeah. Just uh, destroyed the chair over his head. It did. It kind of made us probably think like, well, they, they can't hurt that bad. Like, yeah, there's this, there's the way that they can do it. Like, or you just, or you just, even me when I started wrestling in 2002, you know, 2003, 2004, I'm 18, 19, 20. I'm, I know how bad they hurt, but I'm like, cause this is only a few years prior. I'm thinking like, I mean, I just got to learn how to toughen up. Cause yeah. that's just what you do. You just get hit in the head with the chair. You don't put your hands up. You just get hit with the head of the chair. That was the mentality back then. No, and, I, I remember. And now with knowing we know about CTE and everything like that, like, no, it's a terrible idea. But these guys were just <laughs> insane that you know, to, to take that sort of damage. Yeah. I um, mean, and the commentary, I even wrote this down, the commentary is selling the chair shots like pros. Yeah. Like, really selling the chair shots. Well, because if they're not going to sell the da- damage themselves, then the announcers have to sell how insanely tough these guys are. Yeah. Which, you know, they did. Uh, <laughs> I, I finished up and put... That power bomb on Mike Awesome. I think I died a little <laughs> sitting at home watching that on TV. Mike Awesome was known for his awesome bomb, and he hit it on Tanaka quite a bit where he would get him up almost in a razor's edge position, toss him over the top rope through a table. Yeah. Now, Awesome being 6'5", you know, gets a little more clearance. Tanaka probably isn't much taller than me, and he had big-ass Mike Awesome up on his shoulders and folded him ass over tea kettle onto the back of his head through that table. Yeah. Looked looked painful. There's I didn't write that down. There's no way it, it Right onto his mulleted head. <laughs> the, the power of the mullet may have protected him a little bit. Oh, it did. Um, my God, that was sick. Oh, that was sick. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, it hurt to watch, for sure. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where you you go, and like close your, like, yeah. people, listeners don't know what I just did, but like, it. No, you cringe. You cringe, you cringe inside. Like, you've, <sighs> I know. I don't know. I guess I hate saying it because if you you should watch the whole show. But if you were to go back and watch one match, I'd say it was this one because it wasn't that long of a match. It was straight car crash. Um, and then Mark Goat again. ECW one night stand. 05 has them, but ECW was weird about. It. They paired off. They had a lot of rivals, like great rival rivalry sets. RVD and Jerry Lynn. Um, super crazy into Jerry a little later on the line, but then awesome into Naka, where you could probably find four or five matches of theirs. And what's fun for me is that I never remember who wins or who loses because they kind of swapped them. They kind of alternated wins and losses. And I don't remember who wins where. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be something sick every time, <laughs> so just like this one was. I believe it. Shit, I definitely believe it. Finish with a tornado DDT on a couple of chairs. Yeah, from the middle rope. Yeah. Which, again, you don't see many middle rope moves anymore, so every yeah. time I see one, I notice it. I'm like, oh, middle rope. Through, middle rope onto a couple of chairs. Middle <laughs> rope used to mean the middle rope used to make the top rope really mean something. You know what I mean? Well, that's true. we call it Brett's rope. Uh-huh. <laughs> I get that. I definitely get that. Shoot me off, boom, give you a shot, come off a of Brett's rope. Yeah, <laughs> Brett's rope. I like that's it. It's Brett's rope. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, so you got an, an A on that one as well. Anything yeah. else? Anything else you want to add into that? I I mean, no, no, <laughs> not really. We pretty much covered it. 
anything I had you that I didn't say you covered it. I, I, the three failed attempts from Awesome to do the Awesome Bomb. Yeah. Uh, Tanaka from ring to table. So, well, we covered that. Yeah, did, yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like man, almost like a video game match, and everybody's hitting the the strong grapple down B moves. Like just, just, <laughs> just a, it's it's that's a really good way to big put it. move after big move, and then when it doesn't work, you do it with a chair, and then you do it through a table. I mean, just getting his getting his health meter down. You know, just a car crash after car crash, and you you know you can't ever say it's a great wrestling match because it didn't even resemble a wrestling match. But yeah. what a what a just a spectacle. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, these were followed by two promos that yeah. I didn't even rate. Well, I mean, uh, Taz, I know I actually put Taz in my overrated when we did our overrated underrated list. Yeah. He was presented incredibly well, and I'll, I'll soften up on a little bit because he still had to deliver. And uh, he delivered the promos well. I mean, I mean, he was probably buying into his own hype at that time. Yeah. But, you know, he, he delivered the goods in his promo. And then the, the Dudleys, ECW, again, when you watch a match like that, who was the babyface and who was the heel? I mean, it didn't really matter, you and, know. And Mike, Mike Awesome and yeah, Tanaka. Yeah, yeah. The they, and they did that a lot. Like even RVD and Sabu are definitely portrayed as heels, but they hit so many awesome spots where it's hard to be like, oh, these I hate these guys. Yeah. They built the Dudleys up to hate them. No, the Dudley. That's one thing I very much remember about ECW is when the Dudleys were there, they were the biggest heels. At, in yes. the world at the time, they hated the Dudleys, and, and the Dudleys, the Dudleys were responsible for that. Yes, the Dudleys we'll, got themselves that heat. We'll get there as we as we do the recap for their match, but uh, you know, Joel Gertner could cut a really cool, cool promo. He's always entertaining. <laughs> yeah, but Bubba was just so hated. I mean, so hated. Yeah, uh, what an awesome job he did this, on this whole show. To be honest, first time I've ever. I, I didn't even know who Big Dick Dudley was. One no, of my yeah. favorite people of all time. <laughs> Big Dick Dudley. <laughs> he didn't wrestle much. He would always just be the muscle for the team. So he didn't ever really wrestle all that often. Yeah. Um, hell of a look on him, though, too. Mm-hmm. My God. Big, Big that, guy. Big bump guy into too. that guy down at the, the, the roadside, the thirsty cattle there in, in, on Route 43 while shooting pool. Boy, just just start saying your prayers. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. you know. I'd take a step back and be like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, all right, so... I want to let you. I want you to take the lead on the next match because I got conflicting opinions. So I want to. I want to hear okay. everything you got to say about Hayabusa, who uh, a lot of times gets compared to be basically the Japanese Sabu. I mean, they have more, more similar gear, yeah, and similar yeah. style. He teamed with uh, Jinsei Shisaki, who was known as Hakushi, yeah. and they took on the team of RVD and Sabu. I see it that you got a really really high rating, so yeah, I'm yeah. gonna let you have at it. There was a lot going on in this yes match. there was and it was i mean it has probably the longest amount of notes out of every out of any match i even wrote down possible match of the night okay i gave this an a plus just because of how fucking chock full it was um rbd and sabu are the tag champs yes in this he, RVD was also the TV he's champ. He was also the television champ. So he was yes. champ champ. Yes. They were selling that even in the promo earlier. Oh, yeah. And he'd always, he'd um, always mess with Sabu about it, too. It, it's funny. Delayed entrance from RVD and Sabu. Didn't know if that was on purpose for some reason or not that I didn't that I didn't understand. No, I'm not sure. I was unaware uh, they, of. They, but they there do. was a long delay to the point they like, you think they would have like cut that out in the replay a yeah. little bit. That's why I thought maybe it was intentional. Yeah. There was something I was missing. I'm not sure to be honest with you, but okay. yeah. it, uh, it was a pretty good delay. 
And now, again, not having the authentic entrances and just having that WWE dub music over, it kind of takes away from it because... Yeah. Because, like, the Japanese guys both look cool coming out there, but they're coming out to some very generic, you know, Oriental-style music, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, see, that's something I didn't... I, again, because I didn't know what their music right. originally was. Um, There's heat between Sabu and RVD. Yeah, they were, that was always a little fun thing. For Paul's... Heyman's favorite thing in the world was to book... Um, Partners that hate each other as tag champions. He loved doing it. He yeah. did it with Dreamer and Raven. He would do it with uh, no, they I... have a Storm and Candido. He he would oh these partners they're tag partners but they can't stand each other. And with RVD and Sabu, they'd always have kind of like a friendly rivalry sort of deal. And again, you can see a lot. It was mostly RVD kind of fucking with him. Yeah, which yeah. <laughs> just made me laugh the whole time. Um, but yeah, I, I wrote down heat between Sabu and RVD. I said there was a quarrel at start and in previous promo. Uh, so. That's something that I thought was kind of probably supposed to add to the match. Yeah. I felt like this whole match had a lot of build-up for some reason. Well, you know, WCW definitely brought in talent from Japan. I don't think they ever really, and they did Mexico as well, but I don't think they ever like really elevated them on this level. These were big-time stars from Japan, and the ECW crowd being, you know, as you call the smart mark or the internet you know, crowd at that point in time, yeah, knew that it was a big deal to get these guys here. But yeah, And against RVD and Sabu, it was kind of a, oh, shit sort of match. The, like. This felt like it was something that was like a long time coming or something. Yeah, I don't know if it was or wasn't, but it was definitely built as a, as a dream match. Yeah, because pe- the yeah. people were really excited for yes. this shit. Um, it was uh, slow and technical real at the beginning which mm-hmm. I thought was not that you see that a lot but you just saw that recently with CM Punk actually in Derby well that Hakushi and uh, and Van Dam both are you know just so fluid you know in the things that they do Hayabusa and Sabu are a little more crazy a little more wild but yeah RVD and, and Shizaki were both just very very fluid very smooth you know yeah where you know and they did they kind of had that feeling out where who's gonna you know actually get the first advantage yeah, I, I like that as well and like um the weird, like we we talked about Alfonso with the whistle. Yeah. Now at first I'm like, God, did this guy with this fucking with, just <laughs> stop with the whistle? But then with the slow pace, with the start and the whistle in the background, like as time went on, I was like, wow, this is really adding. Like, it, be, it becomes some, kind of part of the badge. something uncomfortable to it. Like like, not really uncomfortable, but just like the sense of, I don't know. It just it just yeah. It helped oddly enough. <laughs> I can't even really explain how it was, but it really added to it right. after a while. Uh, a sense of chaos to the match oddly helpful is what I wrote yeah. down there I should have just looked at my notes but uh, oh yeah and I said you could feel the hype like this was highly anticipated like I got all that from it and to me like I said from my weird standpoint of things and portrayal of things like that made the match better to me for some reason Okay. like noticing these things but uh, yeah um, literal fight into the seats slash crowd again rarely seen in this form today mm-hmm. like you see people go into the crowd and fight you don't see them literally destroying the seats they're sitting yeah in. no they don't they get no shits they were going to land where they were going to land yeah people they, people probably got hurt they, minor they to, minorly they had to now of course you weren't taking your 10 year old kid to the ecw shows these are had we 95 percent grown adult men like I, this was tv that's sort of shit. what it was yeah and so yeah when they these guys are flying into their lap they just kind of embraced it you know because again more this is where the crowd started to become part of the show for better or for worse yeah you know where they they felt like and they were because without their reactions and their chance ecw wouldn't have the same vibe as as it did or the, no. or the same folklore that it did it, they definitely you could see 
a lot in this that they set themselves apart very much yeah. so to be the different company the extreme company yeah. um yeah they did that for a while there was and i noticed there was a botched chair toss to sabu on the top rope <laughs> that uh was odd i don't know i i but like i i liked it it seemed real you know well I mean? the stuff sabu did he would he'd botch at least once a match because I mean there's okay. the way that he'd walk the ropes and walk off chairs to the ropes and then yeah maybe catch a chair while standing on the there's no way that you don't botch one or two yeah but it he it it really fit him because he was such a wild man in there again Van Dam would have slipped they'd been like how did Van Dam fuck up yeah Sabu was just gonna run and bounce off of anything he could and hit you with whatever he could which is funny because once Van Dam went to WWE he was slipping and, and shit all the he time he did slip a little more yeah but um. There was one thing I thought was beautifully... It was a beautifully done failed sabotage of a springboard from Hayabusa to RVD by Sabu. Mm -hmm. So Hayabusa's doing a springboard to RVD, but then like right at the last second, you see Sabu pop up and like go for it. And it was so perfectly timed. Like, yeah. It's stuff like that is the reason that I put down all four performers are putting on a clinic. Like, yeah. showing you how this shit's done. Even though there's some botches in there, like, it's even showing you how to uh, fucking... Go take your pills, Mark. <laughs> My bad, people. Um, but, yeah. No, that... when the match is that wild, you would expect some things to, you know... Get some of the timing was impeccable. Some of it was a little off, but it was a match that was so wild that's... But this was, like, an intentional fail. Like, yeah. the timing was spot on for for this failure of a sabotage of a spring yeah, yeah, like, yeah it was yeah. just it was just perfect like i noticed that i guess maybe i'm no i'll kissing tell you too much ass well right i'll now. tell you another part that i love is when i believe it was chizaki had the pin on sabu and rvd comes flying out of camera view you, yeah, yeah. just because flying out yeah. of camera view into the camera no where you go where the fuck did he come <laughs> yeah. from no dude uh, and so that's partial camera view and also partial again incredible timing like it, you know no. He, he's, he got there at two and three quarters. I mean, it was perfect. They, and that's what I mean by them putting Because there's a lot of those moments are just perfectly timed yeah. things. Like like these guys know, knew exactly what they wanted to do. Um, and they were just all on par with each other. Um, at one point, RBD's thrown out of the ring by uh, Hakushi. RBD lands with his leg awkwardly on the outside table, like in a way that he might have like blew his knee. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's stuff. It's even though that's a fail, I'm sure it was stuff like that. Really, like they as don't mean the to do it, but, but it's as just the chaotic feel, which the whole show had. It, organized chaos, like uh, it really was. There were a few awkward executions as I put down. Table legs were breaking and not wanting to stand <laughs> no, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, that that table got some heat. Which, the end of the match <laughs> and Sabu got, hurt his hand picking the table up calls for the medic he rolls out of the ring I don't know if he calls for the medic but it looks like he says medic and he leaves for a second and gets his hand taped up or something I don't know what yeah. it is but he's holding his hand and you could he even he goes to pick up the table and he like cuts it on like the under metal yeah. edge and yeah. he just goes ah shit and then he like drops to the he gets hit drops to the ground rolls out says medic notice that that kind of hurt the match a little bit um yeah. You thoroughly enjoyed it through and through. I really, I got a lot. I'm trying to wrap it up. I'm sorry. No, you're fine, man. Crazy table spot uh, with all four. Yes. Both guys, it. Shinzaki and Hayabusa lay on the table. They both come off with leg drops through the table. Wild. Wins it for RVD and Sabu. Bad night for table legs. 
Um, yeah, liked it. There's again, I have a really weird perspective, but two people laying, especially of their size, laying on a table, making the table look tough and strong. Yeah. Adds to sellability for yeah. me. For some reason, I have these weird perspectives. That's why I had such a weird opinion that I did on when Kenny Omega jumped on the table and it yeah, just it like shattered, shattered into yeah. a bunch of pieces. Understandably so. I was excited to see what you thought because I knew that you would love this match. I, and, and I did. Here, This is the funny story, and this goes to kind of back to date us a little bit too. Josh and I would seen this video. Maybe it was Napster. It might have been Kazam Morpheus, you know. But anyway, it was, it was this downloaded video of this match, and it was a clip highlight of all songs. I think Eagles get over it, but it's a <laughs> it was a highlight reel of all the all the all the spots in the, which the match wasn't short at all. It was probably like a fifteen minute match. Yeah. Um, but it's just a, probably like a three minute highlight reel, and we oh my god, we what we have to see this match. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Yeah. It might have been better that way in the three-minute highlight reel for I mean, I say that now when I seen it probably for the first time as 18, 19, I probably thought it was the greatest match I've ever seen in my life. When I see it 10 years where I think I really know what I'm doing, I'm really sure like, you know, oh, I know my wrestling. I know my psychology. Yeah. I, I, and, I, and I probably hated it because there was no psychology. I mean, I mean a little bit, a little bit of one us shit, but really they're just, they're transitioning to crazy to crazy to crazy and sometimes the timing was good sometimes it wasn't so much yeah watching it again i'm definitely in the middle of those two where you just man some of the spots that all four guys hit and the timing for guys to be in the right positions at the right time even getting crotch on the top rope bam here comes the chair and that fan daminator boom and yeah. I mean, it was they were always sick um so you, the only thing was is that you know, this is also hindsight. This is also knowing what the match was, and I know who goes over, and I know all this. I felt like I was waiting for the next cool thing, and everything in between kind of bored me because okay. I know I know there's going to be another insane spot from one of these guys. There's going to be an insane springboard. There's going to be an insane double team move. We're going to get the chairs. We're going to get the Van Daminators. We're going to, you know, Sabu's going to flip off of something. They're going to go jump into the crowd. Yeah. But – in between each thing, it's like I know I'm like, well, when's my next thing coming? And now I'm just kind of waiting for it. And again, it wasn't a short match; it was it was a 15 minute match. So. Yeah, yeah. But it did lead up to an insane finish. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That was this was the perfect kind of match, especially for this era. Where, no, and I I see what you're saying too. Like, I, and again, you I guess you all have to remember that I didn't watch a lot of ECW. I didn't watch. A lot of Sabu, especially. I've seen RVD, mm -hmm. but not a lot of RVD and ECW. Yeah. I don't have other matches of theirs to sure. really compare this to. So this is going to stand out to me, especially when it's like two matches I've seen with these guys. You know what well, I mean? Well, you know what's a good thing, too, is that I called the last match a car crash after a car crash. This one was two, but it was different. With those, with Tanaka and Awesome, it was pure just brutality, <laughs> brute yeah. force, and, and just tough as tough can be these guys added tons of athleticism which look mike awesome springboard into the top rope and jumping into the crowd is a ton of athleticism too yeah but ton of or, or actually he did the uh he did the taker dive he did the big dive over the top rope yeah he did um but but these guys and having four guys and having the transitions that they had in the spots and the sequences they would run with the chairs and with jumping into the crowd and everything like that was a different kind of car crash in a good way yeah Thoroughly entertaining, no matter how you look at it. I mean, it was, 
incredibly entertaining. If you want to look at it, me being a kind of a, a stiffler for standard good tag team matches, I don't, you know, it's not there. If you love FTR matches, like you wouldn't, this would not be your style. Yeah. But. Yeah, this step, this, yeah, this isn't your, your classic tag team match. No, not at all. But for what it was, they, they did do a very good job of it. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that, that was my thoughts on that. I gave it an A plus possible match of the night, which I think by the end I chose that it wasn't. Yeah. But I, yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing too, man. So we're four matches in and everything just kind of leaves you wanting to catch your breath. And to the point where you see Taz and Bam Bam Bigelow come out where, you know, Bam Bam, Bam Bam was, you know, probably the biggest star at this point of, you know, what he's done in his career. You know, not overall now, but like at that point in time, pretty big star to be there. Taz, again, got portrayed as the biggest badass on the planet. They showed the recap package of Bam Bam slamming him through the ring. Yeah. Which was nuts. Uh, I I have a few things to say. I gave the, I actually rated this this uh this what I call a backstory promo. Yeah. Uh I gave it a B plus Douglas and everything like that. It was the first one of the night. I think that another one later was too. It was narrated by somebody, but it was narrated by Heyman. Yeah. Um not sure what was I don't know if Heyman was like if like uh Taz was like a the Heyman guy or something at the I time. I think everybody or... knew Heyman was the owner, but also still kind of the hype man. Gotcha. You know? So Well he did he did a great job. I think so. I mean Heyman's always great at talking. Uh and I said it was odd this promo, but helpful for this situation. Yeah, yeah, as you're learning the backstory to it, again, it wasn't on TV every week, so you yeah. why so, are these guys feuding? Well, here, they're, they're telling you why, they're explaining why, and they did a good job of doing it. Yeah, and uh, so that only helped my score with the next match. The right? idea of the FTW championship, where you go, what what's this championship? Yeah, Taz made it up. Yeah. Taz said, no, I don't care about your heavyweight title, uh, I'm the FTW champion. Like this FTW, is, explain it. It's fuck the world. Okay, that's what I thought it's it was. His, yeah, it was fuck the world championship where he's just like I don't even need your belt I'm making my own it's a better belt again uh, you know I, I did say when we're talking about overrated as, as far as Taz goes where if, if I booked my promotion on you Mark Thomas and I said you're going to be the baddest motherfucker on the planet and my top guy all you got to do is then go cut a promo and tell everybody how you're the baddest motherfucker on the planet that's not to say that you would just it'd be an easy transition Taz believed it like yeah. I mean you could tell he believed it he said, you know, he said coming in, like, I know I'm going to get my ass kicked by you, and I look forward to it. Like, and, and that's what happened, man, because I'll, I'll tell you, Bam Bam looked as good as I think he ever did. I, Dude, I, I wrote it uh, somewhere I wrote down. I don't think I've ever seen Bam Bam look this good. He looked like, great. I think ECW used him better than WWF or WCW ever did. Like, that's... That's what you know, he there talk about a guy who will bust a pool cue over your head at the bar. Yeah, that's Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're trying to get away and he can leap off of the pool table and do a moonsault onto you. You go, what the fuck? Yeah. How, what am I going to do with this guy? And that's the way it felt. I thought in this match, I, I'll tell you again, after all the crazy stuff that we saw, where now you kind of see more of a standard, you know, crowd brawl and everything like that. But I thought that Taz sold amazing. For Bam Bam, yeah. When when you and, and Bam Bam sold great for Taz too, where Bam Bam felt like he'd be pounding on him for three minutes straight, and then Taz would just fire back and you know, suplex him on the floor. Yeah. Or you know when they alternated the table spots, where Bam Bam is beating the hell out of this guy, but he can't put him away, and Taz just keeps not only fighting back but fighting and hurting him. Yeah. And it it did. It felt like a slugfest back and forth where, man, who's you know who's going to quit first. 
Yeah. And then before we get to the finish, I'll let, I'll, I want to know what you thought. No, no. I mean, I most of what you said, I, I wrote down some variation of it, but I said Taz was looking strong as hell, lifting Bam Bam on his shoulders. Yeah. Bam Bam's not a small guy. No. And to get back to what you said, my note here was very possibly the best match I've ever seen from both men. I, it, it's up there. Definitely for Bam Bam. Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, up there for both guys. I Yeah. Um, Taz did an odd high spot. Which was unusual for him, I thought. I yeah. don't remember him doing... I can't remember what it was, but it was important enough for me. I should have wrote down what it was. Uh, another in-crowd fight, falling over seats and fans Well, and Taz, uh, Taz jumped off of the ramp into the crowd at that, Bam Bam. That's what it Bam is. Bam Bam caught him. That's and, exactly and what it was. Put him into the barricade. Big-time crowd brawl, but, you know... All over it, the arena. Made it felt believable. Taz was selling good for him, you know, and Bam Bam was giving him shots and kind of chucking him across the chairs. Taz was selling it like, hey, this bigger guy is throwing me around because that's what's happening two, two table spots uh on both guys on the same table same table yeah same broken table. i was i was like possible third never yeah. was possible third no they made the best use out of that one table but they could have got a third in there if they wanted i think to. so um fake out spot into the entrance ramp yeah yeah so bam bam goes to put him away goes to pick him up taz kind of turns it into a ddt and you see bam bam cutting that rolling sort of bump through that ramp uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the gimmick, the ramp, probably has something to land on, but my God, was that impressive. I mean, that was, yeah, I didn't know that was going to happen. Uh, oh, I mean, I, I literally went, oh, and like, yeah. just went back and just, oh, shit. That yeah. was an oh, shit moment for me. And this is a fucking over 20-year-old yeah. pay-per-view, and I'm still getting, oh, shit. Bam Bam comes crawling out, Taz behind him, looking stronger, throws on the Taz mission, takes the, felt like it too, felt like, you know, somebody taking the big bully down and getting him in that chokehold, and then finally the bully going, I can't take anymore, and yep. taps out. And I'm in the commentary selling it. So oh, they're, they're dead. Was, yeah. They're dead. They're dead. <laughs> they're dead. Stop uh, the match, stop the match. Taz comes out, tackles him, and submits Bam Bam, Taz wins. Yeah. Douglas, as you can tell in the package, Douglas and Taz are feuding. So Douglas freaking out, throws a monitor yep. out of the out of that crow's nest they're up there. Taz calls him out. Shane gets pissed. That's what I wrote down. Yeah. And and Joey sells ring damage like a pro. Yeah. I mean, I, again, yeah, I'm with you on that. I didn't write that down, but I, I'm with you. Probably my favorite match I've seen out of both guys. And they, they had good chemistry together, willing to sell for each other. Yeah. When you have that, you're going to have yourself a good match. And this this was great. This this makes WWE Taz look like a punk. Yeah, it does. It does. And again, as I mentioned earlier, I think Bamman was used better in ECW than he was anywhere else in his career. No, probably. I don't doubt that at all. Yeah. Not one bit, sir. So now we get one more recap for the main event feud and what we said earlier when when you go. I mean, again, so even in that last match, Bam Bam's the heel. He's in line with Douglas. But, you know, the crowd was just, you know, they're behind Taz, but they didn't hate Bam Bam either. Bam Bam was a big star coming their way. Yeah. He's a badass. So, how kind of hard to hate him. But, my God. So, the Dudleys are feuding right now with Tommy Dreamer because they gave Beulah McGillicuddy, who's Tommy's real-life wife and at the time his valet, yep. a 3D breaking her neck. Yep. And just couldn't celebrate it more. Oh man, yeah. I mean, to the point where the and I even wrote it down. The Dudleys walk out to no music, mocking Bueller, Dreamer, and Sandman the yeah. whole time. As Gertner called her Bueller McGillis slutty. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, they fucking slut shaming her the whole they time. They had too. the ref Jeff Jones with they had the sex doll with Bueller's Bueller's face on it. 
Uh, if you he he said your referee has integrity and hair, which <laughs> would actually come pay off later. Gertner used to do those promos before every Dudley Boys match and was just incredible. Uh, but Bubba getting the crowd against him. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was this show where they probably cut it out for the network version. But he was I nearly didn't think about that. he nearly started a riot. He was telling a mother and a yeah. daughter that you know asking the mother like how proud she is to teach her daughter how to suck dick. Dude, and I mean, just wow. insanity. No, I didn't even think about the fact that they probably cut out a good portion of yeah of any ECW programming. Yeah, I would there's think. some stuff that just wow, you're right. Damn, I should have watched it on YouTube. Too probably. far, even without the, even with the TVMA. Yeah, maybe I maybe even go back just to watch like that the pre to that match because again the babyface's entrances are way better with the authentic Enter Sandman. Yeah, Dreamers oh, entrance. I, I wrote about that too. Okay, wait, go ahead. Well, that's that's when we get into the actual yeah. match. I'll talk about it later. But oh, so um, you, oh, you got more for the. I got more just for the because the, there was yeah, a, that was, was a long and, was a long build and to know now that there was even more to it that's yeah. insane. Um, but yeah, they're mocking their mocking them all the whole time uh dudley's basically cut a promo challenging anyone wwf wcw they challenge the whole crowd <laughs> the whole crowd yeah every single one even us yeah you people <laughs> out there right now um this is ballsy because i'm sure a lot of people were about ready to take them up on it which I, if enough people jump the rail what are you gonna do and there's probably at least one or two dudes out there that could probably kick one of their asses you know what i mean I wouldn't mess with any one of them, I'll tell you that. But, uh, big Dick, Devon, or Bubba. Yeah, I'm definitely not fucking with that big dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's, that's the sound bite we're going to take away. Mark Thomas not fucking with that big dick. <laughs> uh, yeah, do do what, the, what you will, I guess. <laughs> Whatever gets my name out there. Gerdner speaks, continues to mock Beulah and Dreamer, does introductions. Yes. Gerdner feels like, is that his name, Gerdner? Yeah, Joel Gertner. Yeah. Gertner with a yes, T. Yeah. I wrote Gerd. Yeah. Again, this this is something like uh, you really didn't see name graphics that often until uh, unless you were in the match, really. Right. Um, Gertner feels like Heyman's creepy younger brother. <laughs> I don't know if he's related to him at all, but he he he's kind of is like Heyman's creepy little brother in a way. Uh, calls out Dreamer after a lengthy delay with music. Spike Dreamer and Sandman walk out holding ladders. Yeah. The mu- I wrote down, music is karaoke Man in a Box by Allison Chains, yeah. basically. Yeah, they, they half has his Man in the Box entrance. And I've preached up and down when I've wrestled against Tommy Dreamer, and he's got the trash can full of weapons, and he's pointing it at me yeah. with Man in the Box play, and I'm like, this is as cool as it fucking gets. But not when it's when it's the no, fucking the karaoke version. version. No, no. No, and it was definitely the, like probably the cheesiest version of the song you could probably yeah. get. Like, even if you just put a filter on it and made it sound a little grungier, or dirtier it would have made it sound better, but they didn't even go that no, far. It's, it's not good. <laughs> but uh, and this is probably something he did all the time. But Sandman bloodies himself before he even gets in the yeah, match. Yeah, busting with, with a beer, beer can. Cans. Yeah. So that's a way way to get cheap color in your match, I guess. But yeah, and long drawn out entrance, only to lead us to the match itself. Yeah, which uh, I mean, again, with in a uh, ECW's Extreme Championship Wrestling, a match kind of full of hardcore wrestling. They whether it was Heyman kind of agenting what to do or if the talent themselves knew what to do it all still felt fresh i mean they brought they they brought in the crowd again which we know we had we had seen a couple times already but you know they had used some weapons which we had seen a couple times already but it still felt pretty fresh it felt it felt chaotic as almost all the matches did but it was a good kind of chaotic they started with a little bit of a standard six man i thought spike and bubba's especially together was a lot of fun yeah 
It was cool to see Spike. I didn't realize Spike yeah. was going to be there. I haven't seen Spike in a long time. I almost forgot all about around him. around Spike, like the kid brother who is, is in, in the kayfabe. So. I don't know if he was smaller in ECW or they were bigger in ECW or what, but he seemed way tinier yeah. than I remember. Well, he'd always wrestle kind of hunched over, too, and, and just really played off you know, his size differential. But I, I don't know if maybe Bubba was heavier back in them days, and Bubba Vince was, was like, you need to lose some weight. Bubba was definitely heavier back in those days, too. But, but Bubba, I mean, I've been on shows with the Dudley Boys. They're big dudes. Both, uh, both big. But Bubba's in probably the best shape of his life right now. Yeah. Like, I saw him on... Um, and Practical Jokers, like, a season ago or something, I was like, damn, he's looking great. I'll t- Bubba, especially, has always been so good. A little bit surprising yeah. he didn't get a little more run. He had a great TNA run with the Bully Ray thing, but, like, he he's such a great heel. Yeah, So believable yeah, as, as an asshole that you just, I mean, you can't. D- Devon as well. Like, yeah. them together is just a dynamic duo, but, like, they're both really, really good. So we get some awesome, we get some more crowd brawling. Uh, most Speaking good, of most crowd, before I forget about it, something happened. I don't know if it was cut out in the in the Peacock version or what, but the crowd looks to like the entrance area almost mm-hmm. and they're not even paying attention to the match they're they're all focused on something over there and i didn't know what it was but they didn't address it I and none of the wrestlers reacted to it I don't know. so that's just some weird thing i noticed but everybody everybody Maybe was looking away from the match run in or something yeah it's hard to say um or a fight broke out or, or possibly something. I don't know. something in the actual crowd itself it's always a possibility yeah so you, you got most most of the guys are bleeding it's just wild. It's crowd brawling. Uh, we have Spike doing a crazy spot with a ladder in the ring, climbing to the very top, tippy top, <laughs> yeah. and jumping out on all the heels. Uh, again, you get uh, pretty chaotic as you start leading to the finish and everything. Bubba hits the, the big senton on the ladder onto Tommy. I mean, yeah. God, I felt every last bit of that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we had the, the incredible fun spot was when they had all the extra guys in the ring they had, you know, uh, well, they had all the Dudley, all the three Dudleys hung up on Tree of Woes. Yeah. And then uh, finally Gertner gets in the ring and the referee <laughs> helps hang Gertner from the ropes because he dogged the referee earlier. <laughs> I said, yeah, they dude, I wrote that down All too. four huddle and do running drop kicks in the corner, including yeah. the ref on Gertner, which just fucking, I mean, wrestling should make you smile sometimes. That that could only happen in ECW. Yeah. Out of like the big like three at the time or whatever. Like yeah. only ECW could get away with and that. And he did it on the manager so it wasn't on one of the wrestlers to make it seem unbelievable. You know? Yeah, you yeah. Obviously yeah. have a referee hurting one of the wrestlers. And make it seem like unfair or something. Right. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. Dude, this this took match of the night for me, I think. Yeah. This right here. Just because it, it, it won up the what I thought was going to be the match of the night so much so that it had to be I thought like it was that match just as good as that match turn, just turned up a couple this nuts. match was just so much fun and again when fun should be the key word sometimes and I really like too as again as we mentioned a lot of these matches where you're not sure who the clearly defined heels or baby faces are you knew who the heels were Yeah. you wanted to see them get their ass kicked Tommy gets the pin with the DDT on the ladder so you know the heels get their comeuppance. You feel pretty good about it. And it, and it had all all the storyline behind it that it needed. Yes, it like did. it was, yeah, it was <laughs> perfect. Jeff Jones comes in and pile drives the sex doll to <laughs> to, to mock Beulah, who then gets pile drove by Tommy. Dude, uh, so much happened in this that just made me laugh. Yeah, even the commentary. Like I wrote down, took me until Sandman was tagged in to realize the third Dudley was called Big Dick Dudley. <laughs> uh, 
and dudes, every uh, every big dick reference made me laugh. Big dick with total penetration. Total, pen- total penetration is his <laughs> like every yes. single dude. Yeah. He became like my favorite person in ECW. Big dick Dudley. Yeah. But uh, just for comedy alone. But no, it I did. forget it what made, my point was. It there, made yeah. you laugh, but the entire time you still absolutely wanted the baby faces to win this yeah, match. You, you did not want the Dudleys to win. It was way more than comedy for sure. And the Dudleys were always booked really well because they'd have a lot of matches like this. That the Dudleys would, they'd hit that 3D and it was over. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so I'm glad you liked it too. I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Which you know, sometimes I mean, you call them garbage brawls because that's what you know, since they are. But it was paced well. Everybody kind of got in, got out at the right time, hit this thing they needed to hit. And- everybody, everybody got a lot of hair, like hair shots, head shots in there with chairs. Sandman took a gnarly one, like gnarly. Yeah, he did from Bubba. Yeah, he got he uh, got murdered. Bubba misses a splash to Dreamer. Gives Bubba. Now he gets him with the DDT. There. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how they win it. Yep. Which, man, again, thought it was a great match. And then we get to the post-match. Your boy Crush slash Jack Victory comes back in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shows up with the guitar, annihilates Dreamer's head. Absolutely. Ex- I mean, thing fucking explodes. Yeah. So uh, the baby faces are in peril, and then we get the... We do not get natural born killers. We get no. the shitty dub version. But yeah. Even with that, rest in peace, <laughs> New Jack... That dude was over. Oh. My God. The crowd knew he was coming. Yeah. I mean, they were chanting for him. As soon as his victory hit the ring, the heels took back over. Yeah. I mean, I New Jack shows up with a cart full of weapons, destroys the Dudley Cruz, what I wrote down. New Jack obliterates Big Dick with a shopping cart. <laughs> I mean, this he picks up the whole shopping yeah. cart and basically just takes yes. him out of the ring. Yes. That. Awesome. That couldn't have been any better for me. And boom, New Jack wins. Yeah, New Jack he, wins the whole damn he night. Gets, he gets Jack victory with a guitar. Gets his revenge from earlier. Uh, close the show with uh, Sandman bringing all the ladders into the ring. Yeah. Our three yep. top baby faces posing with Spike on the ground. And the crowd's going nuts. The crowd's going home happy. You, you can't take that away at all from this. On a night full of amazing wrestling, I think the crowd was still probably at its peak at the very end, which is just yeah, just awesome. I mean, be huge, huge finale for sure. It leaves you, it left you with a smile on your face. Yeah, you go, I'm boy, I'm glad I watched that. Absolutely, and uh, and and then, yeah, rolls out after there, and that's the pay per view. That's the pay per view. So, uh, what? So let's let's summarize it all up again. This is probably what your first full ECW show. I, I take it, or yeah, I've seen. I might have saw One Night Stand okay. back in the day, when it, but that yeah. was WWF. So yeah. Not a real ECW show. I mean, fuck, John Cena was on it, right? Yeah, that, that was One Night Stand 06 where they had John Cena and RVD. Oh, yeah. okay. So One Night Stand 05 was more of an authentic uh, who was on, who was on? Who was on 05? There was somebody big on there that I can't remember. I mean, uh, they, they didn't do too many WWE guys except for like Lawler getting beat by Taz. Okay, then I, I must have But saw. they had like Dudley's versus... Uh, uh, Dreamer and Sandman was the main event. Okay, actually, then so. I, I saw the later one then. Yeah. I, I didn't realize. Go back and watch 05. It's fun. I mean, I'd, I'd catch as much old ECW as you can. Me being a fan of ECW, like that nostalgia show was great. Yeah. But, yeah, so, so this, I guess maybe this being your first full official ECW show, what, what did you land on? Like, uh, what do you mean? Well, I, I mean, overall great or just oh. how, how you felt in general. Fantastic. Yeah. If I'm going to give it my rating system, I give it an A+. Plus. Yeah, it's an easy All one. around. It's an A through and through. I mean. There's not much to dislike on the show. Six matches. Good, but all of them meant something. All of them were entertaining in different ways. Yeah. I mean, and it was in our home state. Yeah. 
There I mean, you go. Ohio it, was they were starting to branch out a little more. That's the other thing. This is the third biggest wrestling company and third by a long shot, and that was a packed arena in Dayton. Now, I mean, yeah. I know it's not a huge sports arena in Dayton, but it still well, was packed to the rafters. I who think. the hell goes to Dayton? You know what I mean? Other than there. other than like you know B list bands, not and much. Shit, there, you know what but, I mean? but Paul was good about finding his, you know, his markets where he knew he could do well. New York, he could always do well, but New York everything's really expensive. So mm. if you can pack a crowd in Dayton, probably making some more money as far as your building and the overhead and all of that. So yeah, man, just terrible, terribly entertaining show. Abs- yes, I and seeing this, like we should definitely do some more ECW reviews. We can do more in the ECW. Future. But, uh, um, well, I want to I want to end up and land on a little bit where we kind of compare or not even compare, but mention what ECW meant and the effects that it has even today. But you could you could tell watching that some of the influence that it had definitely on the Attitude Era, yeah, where everything was a little bit more wild, a little more chaotic. And I noticed this that for MCW. Which Shasta created in 2020. Yeah. So he creates in 2020. Shasta was from Georgia, so I, I know that I see this in hindsight now. He had a good mix of like the Southern style wrestling, you know, with promos and with real heat, mixed in with what ECW was, which was edgy. It was alternative. It was chaos. It was, you know, the violence was definitely a part of it. You know, you'd have more blood than on a normal wrestling show. Yeah. But it wasn't just the blood. Like, you could still build up a character that everybody hated and you wanted to see bleed as opposed to just two guys beating the shit out of each other and bleeding. It could be edgy and extreme and fresh and also be respectable. Yeah, and tell a good story. Legitimate. And uh, and so when, you know, MCW starts in, in, it starts in 2000, about two years after this, so the, and ECW was still around in 2000. So the influence that he had, which then it has on me as my trainer and what we're also going to try to bring to our show here uh, in September 25th, September 25th and 2021 is still going to have some elements of this in August of 1998 and it's wild but some of that stuff passed down not all of it worked and obviously if it would have worked better if it was more mainstream might not have ever closed their doors but yeah. for the people who liked it and the people who loved just that action and that unpredictability ECW was where it was at and I'd you know, I go back and see things, including just talking about that new Jack promo outside where I'm like, that needs to be done again. Absolutely. That needs to be done again and make it feel spontaneous and make it feel exciting. Like there's no reason why you can't do it. And that's no. such a great idea. I mean, that was so simple. Yeah. There, there, I mean, it, it, it was well done, but it, it wasn't, you know what I mean? Right. But like, it's, it shouldn't be hard to recreate nowadays, especially with no. the more capabilities everybody has. I mean, now you could you could do it as like a live stream or yeah. something, like or have it set up like a live stream yeah. or something. You know what I mean? There's the sky's the limit nowadays. Yeah. If you had it, if you had your indie promotion, you just live stream. Hey, like did it made ten times in a row where a couple baby faces are out with the crowd, like let's get ready, we'll see you down here, we're ready, yeah, 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 and, nothing, and then nothing somebody happens. pops up, and then yeah. on the eleventh time, yeah. Well, Oh shit! Well, we gotta watch this. Like this is we gotta make sure we keep because we never know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I like, mean, it actually that's I didn't even think about it, but like uh, something that AEW does that WWF doesn't. WWF has actually been like locking people down and not letting them have Twitch channels and yeah, stuff I've like that. that. But AEW half their roster has a sure. YouTube channel, vlogs. I've been watching a lot of the vlogs. It's really cool. The vlogs actually made me like Sammy Guevara. Believe it or not. There you go. Um, But uh, even that, like they've been doing those for years now. They've got multiple episodes. 
they could start incorporating storylines in their life. Sammy Guevara is doing his blog or something. MJF beats the shit out of him yeah. or something. Like, the sky's the limit yeah. these days. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's way more cap- There's way more things you can do. Way more options to be outside that box. But it's... Which, I... But ECW was outside the box at a time when the box was a lot smaller. And they just did an awesome job of it. They really, really did. Yeah. So listen to us, people. So up your fucking game, Check WWE. out Heatwave 98. Yeah. yeah. This is good. Folks at home, check it out. WWE, go check it out. Absolutely, yeah. Borrow, borrow a little bit, man. Just make it fun. Make wrestling fun, because this was fun through, through, and through. Absolutely. I'm not saying you have to have fun by chucking a giant man through, out of the ring through a table and on his head. No, don't do that. I mean, you can, but well, <laughs> but you probably don't. Probably want to. shouldn't. You don't need to have unprotected chair shots to the head, but do you need a little more turn of violence? A little more, you know. A little more pace sometimes, man, just hits a spot. And, yeah. I, and I and I think that's why ECW is a great alternative. That's why this show still holds up today. And uh, yeah, man, I can't wait to you know look forward to watching some more. Absolutely. This was fun. But I guess that was uh, our review and recall of ECW Heatwave 98. This was episode 27. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say before? Uh, we, we, we covered it at the beginning. You know, stay tuned with us. I'm really looking forward to being here in a couple of weeks because at that point, that will be over with. I'm sure I feel in my bones it's going to be a huge success. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, just like when you have like a great party, it's kind of fun to go back and relive the stories, you know, a couple of days later. And that's what we're going to do next uh, next episode. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, y'all, keep watching Dark Side of the Ring. And, you know, I... I have a couple different apps that, you know, you, or in your fire sticks you probably shouldn't have. Uh, trying to find it, trying to find it on Vice, having trouble finding it. It's on YouTube. Dark Side of the Ring plays yeah, very, yeah. very well on YouTube. They Vice, they don't put on every their... episode on there, but usually the first yeah. one of the season or like a middle one or something. Yeah, it's on their channel, so they, yeah. they provide it in good quality. Um, Plane Ride from Hell is on there. And what Hell a, of a wa- watch. What a watch that was, so... Uh, Keep watching Dark Side of the Ring. Don't watch Heels. It still fucking sucks. Uh, <laughs> I, I haven't, uh, I haven't watched anymore, but I plan on it. So, just just to see where it goes. Again, I might not continue it after a while, but yeah. So support your local indie shows, man. Uh, can't tell you enough. Uh, guys are excited. We're excited to get back to work. I mean, I know it's still somewhat scary out there. You feel comfortable wearing a mask, you know, to go to a show? That's fine. Throw it up. We'll. Everybody's, uh, you know, take we're we're very very serious about our, our safety precautions and sanitizing and things like that, you know. So, as far as uh, our vendor, you know, vendors concessions, everything like that, we're we're sanitizing, man. We want to make it as safe as we can because we all deserve some great live entertainment. Absolutely, we do. And and obviously, we're advocates for live professional wrestling. So, get out there and enjoy those. Bada boom, the man has said it, and um... I said it. I've done it. And I mean, I guess with all that said, it's safe to say that episode 27 is ECW country. It is ECW country. Just like Tommy Dreamer said. <laughs> yeah, I had that Tommy written out. Tommy Dreamer said some better things on this pay-per-view than he did on Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, Dayton, Ohio, Canton, Ohio, wrestling in Ohio is ECW country. And uh, on September 25th, let's let's make it MCW country. There you go, babe. Maybe the next the next episode will probably be MCW country. I plan on it, buddy. But uh, again, with that said, ladies and gentlemen. Bye, internet.